Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Berkshires to the sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 70, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a great show we have for you today. Toronto Blue Jays right fielder George Springer stops by. Also... We'll talk with Mark Tompkin. He's the Tampa Bay Times beat writer who covers the Tampa Bay Rays and what their amazing streak has been like. We'll do that, plus foul or fair, all that and more. Let's go. Better up. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. The Tampa Bay Rays... Oh, my, have come out of the gate in this Major League Baseball season like bulls in a china shop. I mean, unbelievable start. They win their first 11 games, and I just hit like an unbelievable number of home runs in the wake of the carnage, and uh, it has been such an incredible story for a team to win that many games uh, coming out of the gate. But – A lot of people are like, are the Rays that good? Are they really that good? And I have to say, they're not that good. They're good, but not that good. They have been very, very fortunate uh, with the teams that they've played. They have uh, beat up on the worst teams in baseball. Uh, They've beat up on the Detroit Tigers, the Washington Nationals, the Oakland A's and even uh, the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox might be the best of the bunch, but those other teams are as bad as it gets in baseball. That's why I have to throw the Fugazi flag on the 11-game winning streak. I know you can only play who's on your schedule. I'm not trying to poo-poo that they won these games or discount it totally, but I don't believe that they're this good. And the pitching, they've just eaten up these opposing teams' pitching. But, but uh, let me tell you how bad the Oakland A's pitching is. So bad that not even a single starter has recorded a win thus far in the young Major League season. 
So give the Rays their due. They won their first 11 games, but guess what? They're not world beaters. They are beater-uppers of also-rans and never wases. Number two. Man, is there a new star in Major League Baseball, and his name is Jordan Walker. On Wednesday, Walker hit in his 12th straight game to start his Major League career. He gets a uh, late hit to um, extend his hitting streak to 12 games. 12 games out of the door in his Major League career. This guy's 20 years old, wasn't expected to make the team when he went to spring training. He was going to be going to AAA and somehow, some way, has uh, gotten himself a spot in the show in the Major Leagues, and now he's off to this incredible start. Uh, a three nineteen batting average, hits in all 12 of the games he's played, it's a fantastic story. The St. Louis Cardinals have a history of, uh, you know, developing players, and, and, and they have their guy. And he was a third baseman, but with Arenado there at third, you know, it's hard to get into that spot. So they move Walker to the outfield. He's playing right field every day for the Cardinals. He's an exciting young player, six foot six, 250 pounds, just 20 years old. Cardinal fans must be loving this to be able to, to watch this kid um, play and perform is pretty awesome to see. Number three. Don't look now, but Shohei Otani, the two-way star, is already lighting up the pitching mound. Otani now has improved with his win on Tuesday night to 2-0 with an 0.47 ERA 24 strikeouts in 19 innings. That's through three starts this year. So Otani is off to a great start, and I got more for you. Otani set the Angels franchise record by allowing two or fewer runs in his 10th consecutive start, passing none other than Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan back in 1972 and 1973. And just in case you think he's a slouch, at the plate, it's not the case. He's batting 300 coming into Wednesday with uh, three home runs, two doubles, and eight RBI in 11 games. And to take a little bit more uh, into how dominant Otani has been so far on the mound, you ready? Batters are hitting a paltry 100. That's six for 60 against them this year. Uh, and they have, ready, just two extra base hits. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Thank you, Otani. But your game, both on the mound and at the plate right now, are both ridiculous. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. All right, now let's welcome in George Springer, right fielder for the Toronto Blue Jays. George, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Let's, let's start here. Last season had to be frustrating injury-wise. How do you move past that as we look into 2023 and the start of the new season? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, just understand that if you play the game hard at some point, <laughs> something's going to happen. So, you know, but now I feel good. I'm past it. Uh, you know, I'm going to do everything I can, you know, to stay healthy, you know, to, to stay on the field for as many games as I can. Because, um, you know, obviously – I don't, I don't know any player that likes to get hurt. So, um, but for me, you know, obviously 
a little bit older now, so you know I just have to be, be smart and you know, take care of my body and you know hopefully stay out there every day. Four-time All-Star, um, World Series champ, and I'm sure you know you want to get back there. Do you guys give me a forecast for the Blue Jays uh, and where you guys are, and can you make a run in the tough AL East and also in the American League? Yeah, you know. Um, I believe in this team, you know, that's why I'm here. Um, I've seen the work that all the guys have, you know, put in, how, you know, how much everybody cares. And, and obviously the AL East is tough. You know, it's a dogfight every single day, but, but the rest of the league is the exact same way, you know. And, and I think for us it's, it's all about, you know, staying within ourselves, you know, doing the small things and just letting the chips fall where they may, but I like our chances. What about – playing baseball in Toronto. Obviously, the Blue Jays have a history. Uh, that place was packed out for years and years when they won back-to-back World Series. People in Canada love baseball. Talk about the the fans there. Oh, man, it's 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 an indescribable feeling. It's 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 incredible. Um, you know, I think a lot of guys understand that we're not just playing for a market. We're playing for a country. And to know every single day from East Coast to West Coast, you know, there's Blue Jay fans out there. It it it, it makes us happy. Um, it it makes you a little bit more proud, you know, to to uh, you know to have that jersey, to to hear the anthems, man. The, the the fans are everything to us. I love actually. Old Canada is my favorite na- national anthem. I know people get mad when I say that, but it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yo, I mean, if you listen to the words, yeah, it's you, you know what I, t- I tell you. What, there's there's no cooler thing than what when, when you know on either on on opening day, the playoff game, uh, Canada Day. You know, you 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 hear the fans who are you know hanging loud and proud. It's it's uh, it's awesome to hear. Our guest here on Inside the Parker, Blue Jays right fielder George Springer. Uh, George, also, let me ask you about the new rules in 2023, okay? The bigger bases, if it stops people from getting hurt, I I like that. And if people are willing to steal more, more, uh, pitch clock is the big thing. We saw a couple of big-time players get thrown out recently with the pitch clock and the shift. Tell me which ones you like, you don't like, and why. Uh, I mean, I don't really think it matters which ones anybody likes or not. You know, they're all here to stay, and I think, you know, everybody has to play with the same one. So I, did, I just, you know, just think for us, because we haven't had this before, you know, there there hasn't been a pitch clock, there hasn't been, you know, a shift restriction. I just think it's going to take time for guys to to get adjusted to it, but at the end of the day, you know, it just kind of is what it is. Should umpires, though, I mean, and, and I get it. There's rules. Everybody's got to play by them. But shouldn't umpires be a little with the veterans who haven't been a part of that? Like, I don't think the game is good if Manny Machado's thrown out in the first inning or Tim Anderson's thrown out. Like, fans come here to see those guys play. Is that good for the game, throwing guys out like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think any, anybody wants to to see anybody get thrown out. And I don't, you know, as, you know especially high-profile guys like those two. Um, you know, yeah, that, that's a... A tough situation there um, but I think us as players just have to try to do our best to stay cool because um, at the end of the day you really can't do anything about it you know the pitch clock is the pitch clock it is what it is yeah I mean it's tough but does the game feel different with the pitch does it feel different like as far as a pacing 
of the game. The games have been shaved off like 25, 26 uh, minutes, which is amazing, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely you, you feel like you're you're definitely just kind of going faster. I mean, this team, I, at, at least for for us, I mean, our opening day game was three was four hours long so it didn't, you know, it didn't change for you guys right wow. it, yeah so it's it's I, I mean yeah i think overall the fan experience or at least for us on on the field it is faster but at the same time you know i don't think anybody's ever complained about a five-hour playoff game so it's it's uh just kind of is what it is yeah I, I i'm with it i think a good baseball game doesn't matter what the time i just think you know, people get caught up, and sometimes, you know, you want to do something for the casuals, but don't turn off the traditional people. Yeah, you know, obviously this this game was created, and it didn't have a clock to start, and, you know, it has one now. So I, I just think, again, overall, there's just going to be a big adjustment period. But I think, you know, well, once everybody gets adjusted to it, it'll, it'll just – it'll – you know, it'll flow and no one will even know it's there. How about the base stealing? It definitely picked up in the big leagues the first week of the season. Uh, is it appetizing to you to try to get some bags? or? Uh, yeah, I mean, at the same time, you know, I just think, well, you know, the, the biggest difference is the the cat and mouse game between the pitcher, catcher, and the, and the base runner is kind of gone. Um, you know, them not knowing what I'm going to do, I'm not knowing what they're going to do, you know. You know, trying to decipher balk moves and you know high leg kicks to short leg kicks and all, all that stuff. I just think with the the you know the uh, was it the step off twice rule right. um, that's kind of changed. And so I just think that, you know guys are just more willing to 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 take a gamble. Last thing, I heard the story you were telling about Tory Hunter, who I covered in Detroit. I worked in Detroit. I love to hear that story about uh, growing up a player who you admired and somebody you wanted to, you know, play like. Right. Yeah. Tell me about Yeah, you know, he was, again, you know, he's a guy, I I saw him play back back in the early 90s, and, you know, he just, he, the way he played, it captivated me. You know, obviously, in my hometown, I I thought the Rockcats were, you know, were were here. Right, right, right. So, you know, to see... What I thought was a major league baseball player sliding headfirst into home plate, you know, diving into the wall, you know, kind of playing with no regard for him, but playing for his teammates was was awesome, and it it, it really stuck with me. You know, I pretty much modeled my game after his, um, you know, because he he played he played like a man on a mission every day, and that's you know how I like to play, but I like to play for my teammates, and you know that's exactly who he is one last thing i was watching the game last friday night i should say uh and when you came up to bat i could hear you know with the mics them kind of razzing you still about the astro scandal could you is that is that still a thing like fans can you are they still i mean it's my job to to lock it out to focus on the pitcher you know i'm not you know i'm not i'm not paying attention to, to what's happening you know outside of the stuff on the right. field. Just doing what you do. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate it. George cool. Springer again oh, yeah. from the Blue Jays. Right fielder, not center fielder. Yeah. Is that all right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You good with that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're a hell of a center fielder, too. Hey, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help this team. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, 
playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. That ball is. It was a big week in the big leagues. Who's up? Who's up? I don't believe it. My, oh, my. Is it foul or is it fair? And now, from MLBBro.com, here's J.R. Gamble. The Tampa Bay Rays are off to the best start in the major leagues since the Milwaukee Brewers won 13 straight to start the 1987 season. But, J.R., is it foul or fair to say they're built to win a World Series? Foul. That is a foul ball. With all due respect to the Tampa Rays, their farm team, and the way they keep payroll low and are still competitive. But as we've seen, their method of team construction doesn't work in the playoffs. It's great for the regular season. They might even break the all-time wins record this year but I'd still pick against them in a series. The Yankees or the Blue Jays, even Baltimore. Let's be honest, the other AL divisions are playing like the parody kings, and the rest are hot garbage, and all you have to do is be pretty good to grab a wild card or even a division crown. It's looking like this season outside of the AL East. No matter how great the Rays play during the season, the AL East is loaded and they definitely won't pick up this pace when they start meeting teams in their division regularly. It does, however, let us know that the Rays will once again be a team to reckon with all season long. 
They really only have one true superstar in Randy Rosarina, but they can beat you in a multitude of ways. Their top five in batting, their first in all of baseball in pitching, and their top 10 in fielding. That's a recipe for success over 162 games, but not enough to win it all. Turn money into more money. Now it's time for betting on the bases with Dave Gascon. Love that money. Love that money. Rob, I'm looking to rebound after a tough week one going one and two. So I'll start things off with a Friday night affair in New York. You got the Yankees and the Minnesota Twins. Both teams have gotten off to a good start this season. Nestor Cortez, second home start of the season. He's 2-0 so far with an ERA of 261. That's the good. The little troubling part is his distance or endurance or lack thereof. In both contests against Baltimore and Philadelphia that he won, the max he threw was five and a third innings. See if he can ramp that up but I'm going to take the Yankees at home against the Minnesota Twins away from that we flip the script over to Saturday Saturday's affair we're going to have uh, I got Carlos Carrasco who has not pitched well so far this season he goes up against the Oakland A's to get the Mets and the A's Mets haven't found their groove yet but I expect them to get fat over the weekend against Oakland the other affair that we're going to have is going to be on Sunday you got Kansas City against Atlanta this thing is in Kansas City Zach Granke so far this season has a record of 0-3. The ERA is good, but right now he's matched up against Bryce Elder. Elder so far, 1-0 record. ERA is straight zero. 13 strikeouts in a couple of games so far for him. He'll probably be in the starting rotation for that the entire season. But I have Atlanta moving Zach Granke to 0-4 in the year. So I got Atlanta, New York Mets on Saturday, and the Yankees at home on Friday. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know, well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? It's been 36 years since we've seen a start like this in Major League Baseball, but the Tampa Bay Rays are all the rage early in 2023. Not only are they the first team to start 11-0 since the 1987 Brewers, who started 13-0, but they're doing it in dominant fashion. In the first 11 games of the season, the Rays have outscored their opponents by 63 runs, the highest mark in the modern era, and best since Chester A. Arthur was president in 1884. They have clubbed 29 home runs, tied with the two 2000 Cardinals for the most through 11 games and have trailed at the end of just five of 99 innings played this year. They lead the league in runs, run differential, OBP, slugging, OPS, extra base hits, home runs, while also striking out at the lowest rate in the league. They boast 10 different players with multiple home runs. Five other teams only have one such player. While their top three starters in Shane McClanahan, Jeffrey Springs, and Drew Rasmussen have combined to allow three total runs in seven combined starts. Now, the rub is this. Through the first four series of the season, they've played three teams that finished in last place last season, the Nats, the A's, and the Red Sox, and another that lost 96 games in the Tigers. I'll go out on a limb and say they won't go 162 and but a fifth straight playoff appearance is well on the way. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, 
further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. All right, now let's welcome into the podcast a friend of mine, Mark Tompkins, who has been covering the Tampa Bay Rays for all 26 seasons from the Tampa Bay Times. Mark, welcome to the podcast, buddy. How are you? Thanks, Rob. Quite quite an honor to be a guest on your podcast. I remember when you were first starting this out, so uh, full circle moment here. No no doubt, and we've known each other for a gazillion years and covered World Series together and see each other out uh, around Major League Baseball. But, man, what a start for the Rays. Uh, 11-0, winning their first 11 games. Uh, what, 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 how, how much of a surprise was this, and, and did the team coming out of spring training think they had a good team? Nobody thinks they're going to win every game, but did they think they were going to have a good year? Yeah, I think there's a couple, a couple factors, and, and one is you know they even though they made the playoffs last year, they had a disappointing year by their standards. They squeaked in at the last wild card. They were kind of ravaged by injuries last year. They were changing the roster around on the fly quite a bit. So that was one of the factors. I think there was a lot of frustration. They got knocked out in the first round by Cleveland. They scored one run in the two games. So that was one factor. They had a couple, three pretty key offensive players who were hurt last year and missed half or more of the year. Those guys are all back and healthy, so that's another factor. Uh, Wander Franco, um, Brandon Lau, who's their big home run guy, and Manuel Margot all missed half or more of the season, so that was a big factor. And I think there was a, a little bit of sense of, you know, they, they didn't bring a lot of guys in. They kept the group together, which is unusual for the Rays. They let some guys go, but Kiermaier, 
Zanino, G-Man Choi, those guys were all hurt, didn't play a big role or not at all in the second half uh, in the case of Kiermaier and Zanino. So they moved on. It's kind of a little bit of a new generation, but they kept the group together. So there was a lot of building from the continuities. I think those three factors all gave them some confidence. The, the uh, baseball operations president, Neander, refers to uh, bounce-back guys and breakthrough guys. So they had the injury guys bouncing back. They had a couple of young guys who played last year, didn't do very well. They gave another chance to rather than bring in a, a bat during the offseason. Long-winded answer, Rob, but it's all clicked, and, and that's how they're 11-0. I mean, the pitching's been spectacular. The defense has been, as usual, really good, stellar self, but the offense has been just out of control. Lead, as we sit here right now, leading the majors at homers, leading the majors in runs, at record pace on run differential, just all kinds of crazy stats you can come up with and find. Through the first, what is it, through the first 11 games during the stretch, the streak, what do they have, like a 60 run, What 57 run or 60? It's like... It's 60, I think it's 65 maybe, 65 run differential. Here, here's another great stat. Sarah Langs from MLB.com came up with this one. They've played 99 innings to this point, and they have trailed in only five of those innings. That is incredible. They they won their first nine games by four or more runs, which was challenging a record. The record was 13 going back to the 1884 St. Louis Maroons. I think you covered those, didn't you, with Rick Hummel Uh, back in the day? Oh, yeah, back in the day. That's right. Hal McCoy was along for the ride, too. (laughs) McCoy and Rick Hummel were the beat for those 1884 St. Louis Maroons. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, you know, so then they, they win one nothing the other night. That breaks that streak. But then here we are tonight. They're gonna they have a chance to tie the franchise record for wins at any point in any season. And then they're too shy of the major league modern day record for wins to start a season, which is thirteen by the eighty two Braves, the eighty seven Brewers. Now let me pour some uh, cold water on this, okay? I, I'm that guy, you know that. Okay, I Mark. I know where you're going. I'm ready they, for you. They played the worst teams in baseball. I mean, let's just be honest. The Detroit Tigers, the Washington Nationals, the Oakland A's, and even the Boston Red Sox. I know people don't think of them as bad. They're not a good team. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> Home, dinner, maybe a show, but they're not competing in the AL East, the Red Sox. Is, is this uh, you know streak have to do with the schedule as well? Absolutely. There's, there's, it would be, you know, it would, it would be disingenuous to not point that out. Certainly, the offensive numbers have been enhanced. I think based on the pitching they've seen. I mean, look, there's a couple legit starters in that group you mentioned. Eduardo Rodriguez started opening day for Detroit. Patrick Corbin pitched one of the games in Washington. But for sure, the schedule is tilted heavily in the race favor early in the season. Their first three series against arguably, what, three of the five worst teams in the majors, probably. I mean, Detroit's the best of the three, by the way. Scouting report for anybody listening. And that's, Detroit, that Washington, tells you, right. Oakland, Detroit's <laughs> the best of those three. Um, but, yeah, that's a factor. You know, it's going to come around and catch the Rays. They're in a streak of playing 13 days in a row now, 52 games in 55 days. Uh, they run a stretch in May where they're going to play Yankees, Orioles, Yankees, Mets, Brewers, Dodgers. So it's going to come back around on them. But, hey, you, you the way the schedule is now, you play everybody, right? It's the new format. You play all 29 other teams, so take advantage of what you got. This road trip, Toronto, they'll be tough. That's obviously a very formal team. But then the race have Cincinnati. They've got Pittsburgh coming up in a couple weeks. They've got the White Sox twice. So take it where you can get it, right, Rob? No doubt. Our guest is Mark Tompkin, longtime Tampa Bay Rays uh, beat writer for the Tampa Bay Times. And, of course, he's covered all 26 seasons uh, with the Rays and their existence. Uh, last thing, 
what what kind of season was expected um, this year? And obviously, this despite the uh, you know eleven and zero start, they haven't buried the Yankees or any other teams in the AL East because they've they've played pretty well as as uh, as well. Uh, is it to win the division or get to the World Series? What are the expectations for this team? Yeah, yeah. Look, they they've made the playoffs four consecutive years in a row. I know you can you can break the stat off in different ways, but I've seen it where they've got the best like winning percentage. Like maybe except for the Dodgers since 2018, so they they've been really good. And you know the COVID year, people don't necessarily remember or put an asterisk on it, but they did make the World Series in the COVID year. Uh, they did win 100 games in 2021, but they get knocked out in the first round by Wild Card Boston. They squeak in last year, so thinking maybe the script will change. They're the last team in instead of being the team that coasted in. And then they lose their last five regular season games and score one run in two games at Cleveland in that the new format with the best of three all you know the best of three all at one site thing. So uh, they expect to make the playoffs this year. They expect to challenge for the division title. I don't think they expected to set a world record for home runs and runs scored, but they'll take it while they can get it right now. So they thought they'd be good. They are playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. I mean, it's a cliche. We hear it. It's a very if, when it fits the narrative, people say it. When it doesn't fit, just like, you know, good camaraderie versus bad. When a team's winning, they love each other. When they're not winning, there's issues, whatever. But there is a sense of that. There is a sense of, you know, they're angry how they got knocked out the last couple of years. There is a sense they can do better. There were a couple guys, Rob, and then, you know, as a writer, you, you, you relish this because it gives you some, some flavor, some, some quotes that are going to get some attention. But there were a couple guys going into the season, race players, you know, who said on the record, that, you know, they need to get to the World Series. They need to win a championship. Just making the playoffs is no longer good enough. And you think of where this franchise was the first 15 years? That's a lot different story. No doubt about it. And he's been there throughout the thick and the thin of it. Uh, Mark, always a pleasure, my man. We appreciate it so much. Thank you, buddy. Now bring in the closer. Track one. Track two. Track three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA, and it isn't even close. Reason number 555 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL is because of giveaways. Yes, when you go to the ballpark, they have giveaway nights all the time, jerseys, miniature bats, helmets, all kinds of stuff. And people going to the Washington Nationals game on Saturday will get a Josiah Gray, one of their starters, that's right, a Josiah Gray bobblehead. Man, bobbleheads are huge. They still are huge, especially at baseball games. I've never been to a football game or an NBA game where they gave something away to the fans. I was at uh, the Angels game last Saturday, and it was an Otani bobblehead. And my good to the first 40,000 fans. And guess what? People showed up early to get the bobblehead. Still very popular uh, with fans in Major League Baseball. And Major League Baseball smart to continue pumping these things out. Here's to the bobbleheads. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. 
even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm -hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.